I'll tell you what. My sheet says just be caller number nine, but let's give more tickets away. Be caller number nine and ten. Nine and ten at 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. Get you four tickets to Salute to America featuring the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. There will be daily performances happening from June 30th through July 3rd at Greenfield Village. Uh, in partnership with the Henry Ford, the DSO returning to Greenfield Village for Salute to America. Begin your evening by walking through Greenfield Village at your own pace while listening to musical ensembles perform all across the venue at dusk. The DSO will take center stage at the Village Green for a triumphant musical performance in celebration of Independence Day. The evening ends with a stirring 1812 overture performance, cannon fire, and a fireworks finale. You are not going to want to miss it. Be caller number 9 and 10 now at 800-859-0957. For a bonus chance to win, text the keyword AMERICA to 800-859-0957. For more information, official rules, head on over to WJR.com. And tickets also available for purchase at DSO.org. All right, for the next 378 days, there will be a simulation ongoing of Mars featuring realistic challenges in tight quarters, all under the watchful eye of NASA. There will be four research scientists that have volunteered to enter into a 3D printed 1700 square foot facility dubbed crew health and performance exploration analog. Uh, The idea here is to prepare astronauts for an extended period of stay on Mars. A a wild concept and one that I'm sure Jerry Lineger, former NASA astronaut, knows a little something about. Uh, Jerry, good to have you with us. Hi, Chris. Good to be back on the planet with you. It's wonderful to talk to you. Yeah, I found two things fascinating. One is the habitat, the environment, the 3D printing, you know, making it uh, pretty realistic to something you might build from the indigenous uh, materials of Mars. But the other part was the people part. Um, They had 4,000 volunteers for those four spots. I mean, that's, (laughs) it just tells me people like to explore. They want adventure. Um, And and in my own case, when people talk to me and being an old astronaut and that and some of the adventures of my life, I would say about a third of the people that talk to me, and I always thought it was like everybody, but it's really more like a third of the people that talk to me say, man, I wish I could do something like you did. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Then a third kind of say, hey, Jerry, that's kind of cool what you did, but I would never do that in a million years. And then a third think you're just crazy for doing it. So I think that breakdown applies for people wanting to be Navy SEALs or Naval sure. aviators like my son or anything else. You know, it's um, trips down to the, the Titanic. Breakdown. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, some people think and they were right. The ones that think you're crazy in that case were correct. (laughs) Um, But but in any case, uh, there's at least a third of the people out there that want adventure. And they had four thousand volunteers for four spots. Um, They picked the people that kind of make sense. The crew would be similar skill sets. As you mentioned, they got a position there. Two women, two men. I've uh, got a uh, structural engineer, biochemist, a scientist, things like that. So they're looking at interactions and those type of people and how they get along, how they work as a team. 
And, you know, after, after over a year together in a 1,700-foot analog, uh, there's going to be some little tension that's going on. So they're going to take a look at that and see what they can expect uh, eventually when we go to Mars. So then talk to me about this process of, of trying to recreate as, as close to the real thing as possible. I mean, you, they'll have a kitchen. They'll have a recreation area. Again, it's about 1,700 square feet. They'll, they'll, they'll have uh, different jobs. They'll have bathrooms and, and medical and work and all kinds of stuff. But Yeah, Chris, I, they, they've, they've got two bathrooms. So right away, you're, you're getting rid of some conflict. Right? That's isn't good. That the, yeah. <laughs> isn't that the main conflict that people have? So they did have two bathrooms. That's about the only luxury I saw. Yeah, little kitchen, little place to work yeah. out, sleep quarters, things like that, 3D printed, which is kind of cool. Uh, but but the main thing they're doing is simulation. So there's really four aspects. One, they're looking at resource limitations. Mm-hmm. And I can just relate to my time on Russian Space Station Mir for five months. You know, we definitely had resource limitations. Um, resupply ships did not come when, when expected. And, for example, um, I would take showers using, you know, three drips of water, on something the size of a gauze pad, uh, that was all we could spare because our little towelettes wow. never showed up. So that's, you know, resource limitations. They'll probably pull some of that on them. Um, equipment failures is the second area they're going to look at. And, again, back to my time on Mirror where we had fires, we had CO2 scrubbers failing, and they might be able to control that atmosphere a little bit and have people experience that. That gets... Uh, Rapid breathing, your your judgment's a little off in that type mm-hmm. of environment. Um, the other thing we had, environmental control problems with the heat. Now, Mars would be very cold, so maybe they'll do the opposite. But on Space Station Mirror, we had to get rid of heat, and we had failures of our radiators and things of that nature. So we were 90 degrees plus for those five months up there. It reminds me of... wow. The weather down in Texas today, and they're talking yeah. about the big heat wave. So I had that for about five months straight. Um, if they want to simulate it more realistically, Mars a lot farther away from the sun than Earth, and therefore it's pretty cold on Mars, and so they might simulate shutting the heat off for a while, which is a realistic thing. Um, communication delays, you know, it's 22 minutes. So if we're having this interview now, and I say something to you, or you ask me a question, it takes 22 minutes for mm-hmm. that uh, message to get down to planet Earth, and then 22 minutes later you get the answer. So that's 44 minutes of delay, and so they're going to have to deal with that, I'm sure. And you need to be very autonomous. Um, that's one of the things that we know you need to be on Mars. Can't depend on mission control uh, as we did in shuttle days. So you think this then, is this yeah. this is really more about? about the, the camaraderie, the working together, the working through problems that may arise, as opposed to simulating the actual, um, the actual physical uh, experiences that they would face on Mars. This is more about getting the job done as opposed to experiencing Mars as a whole. Exactly right. They do have an outdoor section so they can go outside. I'm sure they'll have space walking equipment kind of thing, and they'll go out there and do different experiments like we would on the surface of Mars. But, you know, you can't simulate 37% of the Earth's gravity, for example. So they're not going to, you know, be jumping four feet in the air like we'd jump, you know, a foot and a half in the air. Right. Um, and But it's really looking at those human interactions, which is a huge challenge. You know, picture you and me and one other person sitting shoulder to shoulder 
uh, on a trip to Mars for seven or eight months and then spending about a year, maybe a little over a year on the surface together and then shoulder to shoulder coming back to planet Earth. That's a tough psychological uh, strainer on anyone. And so they're looking at that and to see, you know, ways to prevent uh, that human aspect problems uh, when you do the actual mission. And by the way, this is just step one. They, they've got three of these Chapia uh, missions planned. Mm-hmm. And so this is just the first of it, and they'll see how it goes, and they'll adjust it for the second and third missions. And then hopefully that by that point, Chris, your uh, one-year-old and five-year-old might be ready to go to Mars. <laughs> you know, I, it's funny. <laughs> that, that's I, the generation that might be doing it. Isn't you know? that, isn't that incredible? That. It's incredible. Yeah. It really is. I, it, it gives me very Truman Show vibes where, like, you can kind of tell that that the the mountain ranges are 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 painted on or printed on or whatever it is but then you can kind of see some of the seams where the skyline is and it, it's a very interesting uh test that i'm sure that that these researchers these scientists will be up to um and it's a necessary first step uh jerry Lineger, always appreciate the time and insight my friend thank you Great talking to you. My privilege. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, you got it. Uh, we got to take a break. More coming up next. You'll never believe how much people are spending on takeout. We've got a number. I, I don't know. It may, now that I think about it, maybe it's not that shocking. I'll tell you what it is next.